No. Don't you start it off. All right, go. All right, new days, new stream of thought. And on episode number 64, we start off by, I'm back from Florida, and it was warm, it's wonderful, now I'm back in the 10 degree weather, and it's not so wonderful. <laughs> but what is wonderful is the is the little treasure that I found at my house, this much needed commodity that just fell in my lap, and I was so happy about it. And, well... Uh, I may be envious of that. I'm more envious of his trip to the chiropractor and just how awesome apparently he felt. Getting my neck cracked, my my back cracked, getting my back adjusted. And then Victor has some uncensored thoughts on the most recent State of the Union. The first five minutes of the State of the Union. Which, as somebody who's apolitical, is kind of worth listening to. And we we transition, we shoot the shit a little bit, we spit politics back and forth. I mean, Victor is really not too informed, so I do most of the talking. Yeah, Rick does most of the talking. He's my source of news. I try to be objective, so that's, you know, whether or not I succeed. Yeah. And then we do a little stint on advertising and whether or not you possess things that are truly necessities in addition to... What is the fine line in between upgrading? Shoes, cell phones, are we slaves? Are we slaves to marketing? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that being said, episode number 64. Holy cow, 64. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> Tell that this trip to Florida has uh, reinvigorated your uh, spirit. Yes, it's been uh, it's been a rejuvenating experience to say the least. Hopefully, hopefully it's sustainable. I don't know if this winter is going to just suck the life out of me right away, but you you can run on some uh, Florida warmth. For at least a couple months. I know, dude. When the weather gets better. I mean, it was just so crazy getting off the plane from Chicago into Florida and just feeling the warmth surrounding you. It just soaked into my bones. And I was like, oh my God. I didn't realize how cold I was back in Chicago until I felt the warmth of Florida. Of 70 degree weather getting off the plane. Just, it just absorbed into my body. And I, yeah, it was a totally different thing. I remember when I came back to Chicago from somewhere that was warm and I caught a draft that had come in through the, a gate that I was walking by mm-hmm. and I was just like oh it's so freaking cold right now yeah I have to say I was I was half considering like what if I just get a job down here and just stick around for a couple of Florida, weeks you know get a part-time job nice. I I was there was there were a couple of moments when I was actually considering just staying down in Florida. We'll do we'll do remote podcast right. kind of thing, um, but yeah, I still I still feel warm. My my bones still feel warm. But God, dude, you got, it's just been so cold for so long. I think so that's you that's hung that's out the with grandma. Then. Yep, it's told me a little bit about what you did in the car. Yeah, but I'm not gonna really go too but, much into so that. It was just overall good. It was trip overall. to be somewhere warm, hang out with grandma, and. Uh, come back yeah that was pretty nice so you're never gonna believe what happened while you were gone this is i mean <laughs> so I, we, we 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 haven't really been gone we've, okay. we've oh, had that's two, right. two, two yeah. awesome episodes yeah those last between. episodes with ron and the mike and greg so it's it's like <laughs> those were those episodes were yeah 
Well worth what, what Florida trip? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, go on. So I, you know how I've been using this mouse, right? Oh yeah, and everything, and it's been phenomenal. And I told you how I was looking to get an, a mouse online, and it's like an Apple mouse, wireless, like eighty bucks. I'm like, hell no. So like I was trying to get something over twenty bucks. I'm like at my house, I'm like looking, I'm like searching through these drawers for like a coupon. And what do I find? An Apple wireless mouse. Where, where did that come from? In my house. Where? Like, did someone just... Like, I guess at one point, my mom... That, that stuff just doesn't appear. I guess at some point, my mom had bought it, or my dad bought it for my mom to use for her laptop, but she, like, doesn't... She never, like, really needed it. It's, like, brand new, and I, it was taken out. You could tell it, got, it was taken yeah. out of the the plastic box but i was like no way i felt like i hit the jackpot like i won the lottery oh yeah and you can't Apple get a wireless mouse for free for me that no one's using and it's full uh the it's a fully charge well, not charge battery but the the mouse batteries the batteries that came with the mouse are completely full so it's I don't know wow. when they got it or what, but uh, so have you been using it? Have oh you been hell yeah, I've been using it, dude, and it's been amazing. Now that your dog doesn't it's been catch awesome. Your, it's been so cord. so great. I was thinking about bringing it uh, here, but I was like, no, I just one more thing for me to keep track of. I'm not yeah. going to do. But dude, oh man, it's amazing. Game changer. It. It, it's I'm a game so, changer. It's a game you know, changer. I'm so glad that you made the transition to the 20th century with a with a mouse now we just <laughs> we need to get you wireless we need to show you what the, the think experience about that, of wireless is and you can be in the 21st century i think about that when i see people at the gym and anytime i'm just touching the headphones oh by the mm, way mm, it's the thing i of went ahead and i just pulled the trigger on just you i'm just grabbing the new headphones um from wherever it was. Oh, I found yeah, them. your store. Oh, these were another Apple product that I just found at my house, which was great. Man. And the sound quality life. is so much better in these headphones than the old ones. There and uh, I was, I'm just very happy with Save it. the old ones, though. Save the old ones yeah, until I still they have die. The old ones. Speaking of the old ones, duct tape them. Too, speaking of the old ones, tape. you were telling me what to do, and I was nodding my head, yes, I'm going to do them. But while I was nodding my head, yes, I knew that was not going to happen because A, I did not have super glue at my house. And B, I do not have electrical tape. Okay, and I I'll, knew, I'll, give, you, and I'll give you some electrical and tape. And you are telling me, like, I can fix this for you. I was like, okay, no, I got it. But in my head, I knew. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fix it. <laughs> I know. Um, it's a simple man, thing. Man, I just... Game Changer really sums up that experience, finding that mouse. I was doing some work on... Um, on GarageBand for this track that I had to, I had these two tracks that I need to splice together, and it was so much fun because it's kind of a pain in the ass having to line up the audios. But man, that mouse <laughs> is a miracle worker. Okay, so is it just me, or, <laughs> or should it just be common sense that someone have a mouse? Like, I'm shocked that it took you this long to understand the beauty. Of, or is it just like a Mac thing? Or I don't know. I don't really know. For me, I've always used. I, on a laptop, I, like I always use a mouse. A laptop, I just, I've never. I, there's, it's just. It's I don't so know. much more convenient. It's almost like the purpose of the laptop is so you don't have to deal with a mouse or anything else. Like it's supposed mm-hmm. to be compact, exactly, and mobile. Yeah. yeah. So you don't think to use a mouse. Yeah, but you know, for the the compactness, you also give up ease of uh, use, right? Like it becomes harder to use 
for yeah. the trade-off of being smaller and more compact. So, I mean, a mouse doesn't take up much space, really. You know, the thing that you don't want is the huge um, heart, you know, the hardware, right? Right. That's the most important thing to get rid of. You still should have a mouse, right? Yeah. Like, that doesn't take up any space. Same with, um, you know, external hard drive. You should always have an external hard drive hooked up to your... two of them. And have it hooked up to your computer. Oh, really? Run, run, run off it. Run off it. Like, two really? gig on Yeah, absolutely. That way you never have to worry about if your computer gives out for whatever reason, all your information is already on your I external hard drive. it's like a terabyte. And for the really important files, you can always duplicate it, but it gives you that accessibility, too, where, say, you're, you for, you know... Whatever, like you need something even more compact than a laptop, you know, something to put in your pocket. So you can, you can transport your computer your, anywhere. So you can then have your hard, so you can run it through your hard drive. That way, anything you save, it automatically saves on your computer at the same time. Programs, that it saves documents, on your, you can. You, what? Yeah, I and, am totally down for you to show me how to do that. And yeah, Tor it, still. I got to figure out Tor. We, maybe we can explore that together, okay. but. And external, that's that's another one of those game-changer things for me, is getting an external uh, hard drive. And mine is uh, mine is pretty massive. I think it's half a terabyte. So I think okay. it's 500, 500 gigabytes okay. of data. And I use approximately 50% of it. So, wow. like, I have a ton, but most of it is Adobe Premiere Pro. Yeah, Because um, those files, the video files take up so much effing space. So I try to I try to compact those, and there's ways to optimize it. But, dude, you can run programs off of it. You can, you know, whatever. And, like, you can take it anywhere. You can, you can attach it from your computer, hook it into any other computer, and your external hard drive is right there, all your files and programs. So, anyway, that was a little rant. Wow. And the Apple Watch or or, uh, Fitbit. Oh, my... What I was going to tell you was... uh, Oh, yeah. My mom got a Fitbit. Oh, really? She's like, maybe you can help me figure it out. And I was like, yeah, totally. My mom got one. So, um, actually, I can't help her figure it out. I don't have a watch. It's It's tough. It it takes some hands-on... But like, uh, she's going to depend on me to, like, show her how to do it, so I guess I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, I also, I've been going, I've gone twice so far, and I'm going to be going regularly to the chiropractor. Dude, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Are you seeing Shannon? Yeah. Oh, cool, Shannon yeah. Boyd. Yeah, where where, where is she located? We'll give Wheaton, her a shout-out. Wheaton. Wheaton on Roosevelt and President. And, dude, it's so crazy lying there, and, like, I'll be either lying down or sitting up, and, like, the weight of my head will be in her hands, and Mm -hmm. she'll be moving my head around, and then she'll be doing, like, this, like, kind of moving around, and then this, and then boom, and then it's just, like, a huge crack in the neck, and then go the other way. Oh, my goodness. Dude, it's the best. It's so great. I'm so envious here. When I went, uh, when I went last time... She put these little, uh, like these little sticker, like these nodes, these stick, these little stickers with wires, and she put them on the my back, and so it's got like electricity going through it. It just kind of pulsates and kind of just like massage. It, it's so weird. Fuck it you. feels like a oh. back massage. But oh, I'm these, so jealous. These little like nodes that stick onto your back, mm. and uh, it's been good so far. But I'm I'm just pumped to like continue going Holy because. That's something like it's not just like you go once or twice. It's like a process. You know what I'm saying? Is that getting covered through your insurance? Yeah, covered through my insurance. Oh my god, dude! I don't know though. I think I mean I am. I am pretty sure that I you have to pay like a deductible. 
But she hasn't made me pay any deductible. Okay. So, I mean, she has my insurance information. Yeah. I, and I started going again because I was like, hey, I completely forgot last time I saw you, I didn't have insurance. She was just like, hey, you should come by sometime. And uh, and I've had health insurance now, for, again, well, I was eligible, again, for my employer, and I just never thought to go. And I'm going, and now it's awesome. Wow, that sounds nice. Going back on Tuesday. I think Tuesday is going to be a regular day. And then in her... Do you, like, feel, like, just taller and, like, I don't know. You definitely feel... At, at one with your body. You definitely feel more mo- more mobility and just more liberated. Mm-hmm. Like, she even does stuff stretching your neck muscles. Like, like she'll push down on my shoulder here, yeah. right? And then I do this a few times, or I'll do, like, this... I don't realize it, but it's easier for me. I think she could tell, like, is it tighter on your right? And I was like, well, you mentioned that. I think so, because when I'm turning my head left, turning it right, mm. she can see, because she's standing behind me, like, if it's more, if I can go farther one way or the other. But, dude, oh, it's awesome. Wow. Gosh, I fucking love going there. So pumped to go back again and again. So have you uh, have you been using the sleep cycle at all, or have you foregone? I have, and it's interesting because I was looking at it, and I thought to myself, I really do not snore. I've only snored that one time. Really? In the 28 days of data that I have now Oh, my goodness. This, right? Yeah. And then I saw snoring, and I was like, what? No way. I click on the button. I hear the snoring. It's my dog. <laughs> I'm like, I recognize uh, that snoring. Yeah. Because it, it was like snoring for 10 minutes. I'm like, I no way. That's, I don't mm-hmm. think so. Mm-mm. And so now I'm sec- oh, wow. skeptical when I see it came up again. Yeah. And I was like, I know that's not me. Yeah. I know that's got to be my dog. And? It's got to be my dog. I didn't listen to it, but oh, I know okay. for sure it's got to oh, be. Oh, that's so anticlimactic. Uh, but it's funny to see the different graphs. Like sometimes like it's like super static, like all crazy. Yeah. And other times it's like more like slopish. Do you notice uh, your general attitude when you wake up kind of reflects? Oh, oh, your speaking patterns? of attitude, have you gone into the settings? You can. So what I start doing when you wake up, right? It'll prompt. You can set it where it prompts you. How do you feel when you wake up? Mm-hmm. And it's. Like, happy, upset, content. Yeah. I do that. And I take my pulse. Yeah. You can do up. that with your 4S? Four, yep. My 5. Or your 5? My 5 regular. Oh, my goodness. I got my I was pulse. wondering about that. Yeah. I, yeah, I was trying that, too. Yeah. And, like, I get it on my arm, but it's also interesting to see it's accurate. It's it's reflective of what my heart, heart rate is. Um, I also tried out the That's setting nuts. where you can have a... It's just the flashlight. That I takes your pulse. I don't know how it fucking Literally, does it, the dude. camera and the flashlight take your pulse. I don't know how it does it. I mean, that is phenomenal. Well, I'm assuming that the flash lights up your blood so yeah. that and then the camera records the pulse. the pulse with that like super bright light. That's why it has to be pressed as closely as but it does. But the thing is, there's no pulse in your fingertip. Which is why when you check someone's pulse if they're dead or not, you use your fingertips, you don't use your thumb. I don't know. Maybe they've developed... Well, I mean, they obviously had to have developed something to get it as accurate as it is because it's accurate. It's It matches my Fitbit I don't know, perfectly. Dude. I don't so, know. Science. Isn't it mind-blowing what yeah. how how crazy technology is available to just all of us now? I don't know. Just the camera on your phone. On a, on a five-year-old phone. 
I don't know. I don't even know. Anyway. But yeah, yeah I've so been enjoying it. I um, Have you changed your sleep patterns at all or like adjusted? I haven't looked at like, them really, okay. but uh, I, do use, I do have to... sleep notes, so I keep track of like what days I open, have a mid-shift, I close, days that I work out, days that I took a nap in the middle of the day. Um, I'm going to add when I start. I mean, if I uh, – another one that I thought would be good to add is like when you're out of town or not sleeping in your own house would be a good one to oh. add on oh, there. Oh, you can customize it? You can add it so it's like sleep notes. You know what I'm saying? Have yeah, you got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can customize it. Yeah. Okay, because I just had the list of five and I oh, didn't no, realize yeah. that you could yeah, customize it you can customize it, it. I don't even remember what the oh. original five are. Very cool. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. Um, but I have not yet gotten a chance to look at the data. Yeah, it's worth it's worth taking a look back, you know, maybe after a month of of information just to be like, oh, you know, patterns. So um what did you watch the whole State of the Union address? Oh my god, dude. I did. Wow. And the Democratic responses. That must have been extremely painful for you. Did so, you? No. I watched <laughs> Listen, you want you don't know how yeah, much I watched? Me, tell me. I watched about 5 minutes before I changed the channel and got bored. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, yeah. I was watching it as people were coming in. I was like, fuck it. Okay, go to another channel. Come back later. And then I see uh, I see uh, Paul Ryan introduce President Trump. And I'm watching for literally five minutes. I watched to the point where he mentions the congressman who got shot and came back to work. Mm-hmm. And after that, I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. And I <laughs> Dude, how many... Okay, okay, I don't know if this is just, I don't recall ever seeing the State of the Union address with Obama, or unless I watched part of it halfway through, or maybe it's Every just, year. Maybe every it's year just different. The the but dude, how many fucking times are, do they need to clap? After about every other sentence. Why? Because it's tradition. That's fucking stupid, and it's a huge waste of time. It's a partisan thing. It's so stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. And I don't know if... <laughs> Like, serious, like, seriously, are we really going to do this? Are we really going to, sta- like, stand and clap every two minutes after every that. statement that holds no weight? Every, the, every statement, that, the first five minutes I'm watching this, holds zero weight. It's just this blanketed, vague statement to rally everyone up, and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. <gasps> Are people actually listening? That's I was like I can't. That's why I only watched five minutes. I'm like fuck this. I love your response because you were, you were so apolitical that this is just like a common sense thing. I love just hearing like yes, no. That is I think that is the damn right appropriate response for, that we should. I, I don't know. You have I don't know. I love your response because you don't care about politics. And you acknowledge from an objective perspective just how fucking stupid stuff like that is. Yeah, I I love that. It's a very very cogent sense of realism. Very direct. Very concise. Yeah. I think objectively you just summed up, like remove political leanings and stuff like that. You just summed up what an apolitical person thinks about something like that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I totally. I mean, I totally agree. Now, I totally agree with that. It's fascinating because I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So, our country has what about three hundred fifty million, right? I ish, give or take. I don't know. We we're well over three hundred. So, 
45 million Americans tuned in to watch the State of the Union. So that's approximately, what, 12%? Yeah. Maybe 14%? Yeah, something like that. 14% of the country. Like, I don't know. Like, what what are your thoughts on that? That seems like a pretty low number. 14%? Well, how many people in the country do not own a TV? Uh, it's low. It's like 12%. So most, okay. of the, most of the country owns a TV. Uh, how many people in the country More people are do not care country. to spend their time hearing what President Trump has to say? <laughs> Very few these days. Very few consider themselves totally divorced from the political, like anyone who, who's on like social media. Like that's basically all social media has become, you know, for the past since Trump, you know, won won the not, uh, won the election. Okay. So everyone has just sort of like been sucked into this void of politics. Yeah. Where it's like people have lost friends uh, because of fucking <laughs> politics. Everyone just, you know, uh, anyone who politically disagrees or posts something po- no, political, people have unfriend, lost friends unfriend, because unfriend. of their inability to cope with others who have a difference of opinion than them. I totally agree. I don't think that political leaning should at all impact one's relationship with another person. Right. Like, that's really not what life is about, right? And so it's interesting because I think that people put way too much stock in politics when they sort of put like put put politics aside like trust me as a political science major and somebody who fucking loves politics <laughs> who listens to oh, all you know the goddamn politics you know what podcasts I was out thinking there. when uh when the cameras are on and like people are walking in and they're like oh there's so and so there's so and so I'm like I don't know who any of these people are oh yeah and i thought to myself Rick's knows. I bet Rick's just sitting there like, oh my gosh, oh, so-and-so's here. And oh, there's that person. And there's that person. And, like you watching the State of the Union scene, all these all these uh, people walking in, I feel like is me watching the Academy Awards and recognizing like every single person in the oh, audience. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's my, it's my Academy Awards. And I was sitting there, yeah. I was like, this is his thing. This is this my thing. This is his thing. Absolutely. I was yeah, like, I don't know who this person is, but I'm sure Rick knows their like whole background. I knew ever the the woman who they focused on, Nancy Pelosi. The, yes, I'm sure you yeah. know who that is. Yeah, uh, Chuck Schumer, the the guy from New York. Uh, I don't know who these guys are. No. Yeah. So anyway, but, but yeah, the other thing I noticed abs- when I, I was watching it. this, when they do the wide shot, I'm like, and people are standing and clapping. I'm like, this room is filled with a bunch of old white dudes. <laughs> this is so boring. Yes. yes. This is a bunch of old white dudes. Except for that little segment of black uh, Congress people who had the traditional, I think, African robe. Uh, robes on. Oh, those are called... Uh, I can't remember, I remember what they're called. Okay. No, I so can't remember what they're called. I was there's a name for it, but... Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were just... Dashiki, or what is it called? Uh, fuck, now I want to know what, it, now I want to remember what it is. Yeah. Dashiki, I think is what it is, right? Okay. Or I, like I, 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 I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah. But I saw, I saw, uh, they were like, and these people are wearing all black for the Time's Up movement. <laughs> and I thought to myself, how many of these old ass white motherfuckers in here are sweating a little bit more <laughs> than they, they are going, they are being watched. Yeah. They got to be yeah. careful. All their 30, 40, 50 years in Congress and all their money and all their backdoor favors, nobody is safe. 
Well, nobody is safe. No, that is true. When it comes to sexual harassment, that's pretty much been a no-go in Congress. Congress, that is the one issue, I think, that has taken hold in a bipartisan nature, more or less, aside from Trump. They're coming for you. Aside from Trump, which I think is a whole different story because, for whatever reason, but lower levels, Congress people, Republican or Democrat, if you are accused of sexual harassment... You, your time is actually yeah. up. Like it's you are, done. you are going to be leaving Congress ASAP. Like there is zero tolerance. I mean, Republicans are a little more lenient when it comes to that. I think they're allowing a couple other people to like go out their turn, but they did force a couple what, out um, immediately. So. How? How do you think things? I, when I was watching, it's crazy how many myself, of them are. When I was watching, I saw that myself. I wonder how much would get done, or. I, I wonder how things would be done differently if Congress was filled with a bunch of able, a bunch of competent individuals who are between the ages of, say, 20 and 40, like, just have a whole slew of way younger people rather than a bunch of old farts. Yeah. Who I, I get the vibe are just like, maybe they do shit, maybe they don't, but they're rather just like clinging to their seat. Rather than really caring or making a lot of effort to, I don't know how. This yeah, works. no, it's you know it's saying? weird. Yeah, no, I know. Younger I, people I, are I more I know exactly energetic and I'm, are more like we can do this. Yeah, you know? I I know exactly what you're saying. I I think for me it's that politics has no longer become a civil service. It's become a career occupation. You know, one where power is the aspirational like. Yeah chain that you get to so people go into politics not looking to serve but looking to make their way up the food ladder yeah and so i don't know i mean we'd like a revolution in that but there are very few like genuinely noble and honest congress people anymore who <laughs> i mean it's tough it's tough to find i feel like joe biden was probably the last like genuinely human politician you know a guy who was able to talk to anybody you know, he saw he saw the good in everybody. Yeah, he never disparaged others. He all, he always tried to lift people up. You know, he I think he's the last of them. I don't see anyone else in there doing that. Uh, Unconditional love. I'm afraid to ask this question, but with the because I, I don't recall this at all. This, with the State of the Union address with Obama were those like the same? Just like boring ass clapping every two minutes, or did his speeches actually have? a bit of character and weight to it. They had a little more substance in the sense that Obama used the State of the Union to put out specific policy proposals. So, like, if he had a goal or a vision of what he wanted to see, I mean, Obamacare was probably the biggest one. He used so the it State wasn't of the Union just to, like, talking. Yeah, no, it, he had a purpose. For him, it was always... It was always to try and do something, whether it was to unify the country, whether it was to, like, push a particular idea or ideal of what we hope to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, saying, making the statement, I I want to close Guantanamo Bay in the State of the Union, put that at the top of... If you mention in the State of the Union, it means that is what your presidency is going to try and be about. And so, like, Obama's greatest failure is not closing Guantanamo Bay because he stated that in the State of the Union pretty much every single year that he was going to close Guantanamo Bay the coming year and nothing ever came of it. So ultimately history will, will, will note 
that he failed to close Guantanamo Bay. So something doing that was that something that didn't happen because it was out of his he did as much as he could and it was out of his control or could he have easily just been like that's how, that's how a whole other issue could have that in regards happened? to I mean that's that's a whole like separate can of worms that we don't even want to get into. I mean there's the the history of Guantanamo is just I remember extensive. when we were in high school and that and it broke out that they were uh harassing all of the uh inmates. <laughs> Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. The, Remember those photos? They would the make them stand yeah. naked with yeah. shit over their head and, yeah. like, do centipede, uh, human centipede and all this other... <laughs> maybe not that, but, like, elephant walk holding each other's dicks and everything. Like, just fucked up oh, stuff. Yeah, no, it, it is. it has been a stain on the uh, military community for the longest time. I yeah. mean, its reputation is, you know... Second to worst, like yeah. you can't you can't get more depraved than than Guantanamo, but that that's an issue where uh, a lot of it was I think there there was a lot of one part was the politics the the political face of the issue which had to do with you had conservatives saying well what's the alternative because Obama's alternative after you close Gitmo you bring them onto the mainland so they're on American soil. And so the political issue issue is, do you want these terrorists on American soil or do you want them contained on this little island kind mm-hmm. of away from the mainland? And they're dangerous. They're the worst of the worst. You know, that's the argument, right? And so it's hard to, to get beyond that. The military also, there was pushback. And Obama, you know, when he and the military came into conflict, the military generally prevailed. And that was an instance in Guantanamo where the military, I think, had the ultimate say in whether or not they ultimately won Guantanamo. And they said, it's better we keep it open. Like, there's no good alternative in this, but we yeah. should keep it open. They ultimately prevailed in that argument as well so you had the politics of it and then you had the the internal pushback as well and ultimately it was just something that was never feasibly able to be accomplished and it'll be interesting when obama publishes his memoir i'm sure that he's going to address that exactly what went down and and specifically why he was not able to accomplish that i'm i'm sure there's going to be a much more detailed reason (laughs) but right now it's sort of shrouded in this in this politics liberals don't really want to talk about it because they don't want to talk about obama's failure yeah and conservatives don't want to talk about it because closing cool. you know, like they just it's fine the way it is they don't want to draw attention to it they just want to keep it there but um trump did mention in the state of the union we're going to keep guantanamo open so he's made it clear he's reversed obama's policy yeah so what's the it. uh what's the Summary of because I only watched five minutes. Summary is lie, 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 semi truth, semi truth, lie, 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 the union is strong. I read on the where did I read this? I can't remember. I saw today that they said after like all the fact checking that he had made a false claim on an average every four and a half minutes or something like that. That's about right. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's pretty consistent. It was just crazy. I mean, just watching it, the words for somebody, and the crazy part for me is that somebody who is not following politics, say you for your, for example, well, I mean, even you have a sense of common sense of like knowing what bullshit is and being able to say, I'm not going to watch bullshit. Yeah. But for somebody who's sort of politically neutral and is just tuning in because that's 
all any station is playing is the State of the Union. Um, they first for somebody who had no conception of just how horrible of a liar Trump is, they'll watch that and say, "Oh." That's interesting. It sounds like, you know, he's the best thing since sliced bread, and that's what his supporters end up hearing. Yeah. Like, that's the only person they listen to. So, I don't know. It's just, ah, uh, I, you know, even my, even my grandmother, while I was down in Florida, she was like, I can't, I can't listen to this. And she just got up and walked out of the room. Like. Really? It's just, uh, I think her first comment was, I've never seen a president applaud for himself so much. That was the first thing she said, like five minutes in, because after every uh, every other sentence, everyone yeah. applauded, and he clapped for himself as well to yeah. tell everyone no one to clap. Basically, it was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. It was it was this it was a reality show. It was like what a reality show in Congress would look like. Mm-hmm. Like he has made it happen. It was just it was comical. It was it was a parody of itself. Every single state of the union prior to this, has had some sort of um, dignity about it. Like, just a a very solemn, somber time to truly try and address the nation as a whole. Not speaking to your party, speaking to the nation as a whole, to try and bridge every single president. So what does the... Since uh, Grover, or since um, Calvin Coolidge, back... Back in the day, ago, yeah. Back in the day. So, he was a Fiji. That's the only reason that okay. why he sticks out in my head as a president. Uh, and every single president has tried to bring the country together. Donald Trump just didn't. He just... All over the place. Just so shitting what, a Republican talking What about. was the, uh, the Democratic, Democrat response? Democratic response. <laughs> Uh, it was it was Joe Kennedy of the Kennedy fame. Okay, the guy who had excess lip gloss on his face. Oh, did he? Yeah, <laughs> that's all the fucking internet was talking about after he gave his speech. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, he did okay. have excess lip gloss. To be fair, even I. It's in, cold in, in DC. Head, they have chapped lips out he, there. He wasn't in DC. He Where was, was in Massachusetts. The he was in an auto, auto factory plant. But anyway... Oh, they filmed it from a separate place? Oh, yeah, no. They never get... They, the Democratic only the, response? Only the, pres- only the president gets to speak to Congress. The Democratic response has to be elsewhere. So who are they... Respo- are, who, so who's it's, their audience? It's televised, it's televised nationally. Is it televised to Congress as well? Like No. No? Congress is gone. They're... They oh. rare, they rarely watch the the response themselves. I thought it was a thing where like someone from the Democratic no. Party stands up and goes back and okay. No, it's always it it always takes place afterwards and it's always um, from a separate location and uh, that's typically from smaller and more party. intimate. Yeah, from the opposite party. the 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 Democratic Party gets to choose who will be the, their spokesperson okay. in response to the president. I was not aware of that. It, the history goes back. It's kind of a long and weird history. Why we do it the way we do it now is just so stupid and silly. Like, there's no fucking reason that we should have an immediate Democrat or an immediate opposition or party response. But it used to be that, like, the president would give his address to Congress, and then days later, Democrats would give a response of their own 
from their party, like in response to what the president had to say in the State of the Union. And now, basically, because of the media cycle and all that, well, this it's happening. This, took, the right this took place like forty, fifty years ago, where it was. It takes place immediately afterwards, like the, since the advent of uh, television. Okay, basically. So, yeah. So, lip gloss uh, boy. What did so, he have to oh say? Oh my god. To be fair, like I think it's I think it's ridiculous that that's all that the internet was talking about afterwards. <laughs> Absolutely absurd. Because his, you know, the points that he gave were, I think, um, very salient to the moment. I think they they really reflected public sentiment and a lot of like. I think the frustration that average people feel about politics, like why is politics always in the news in this negative light all mm-hmm. the time? Like why is Donald Trump, you know, doing all this stupid shit? Like why are we hearing about this day after day after day? Like this is – we are not happy with the state of politics. Like this yeah. is not what we want politics. Like we never talked about Obama on a daily basis. Do you ever remember nope. talking about nope. Nope. Now it's never. Tr- all Trump all the time and it's never positive. And like it's just – it's this, this sort of absurd, you know, he sp- spoke to the desperation for hope that we sort of feel right yeah. now. Um, you know, in basically saying, like, bullies, you know, don't end up winning. Yeah. And I think a lot of yeah, people... I, I, think a lot I of remember people that was an excerpt that was on uh, Jerry that. News that I saw. Fuck Curly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did go a whole... Uh, and it was really easy, going a whole week without Instagram... Oh, you did? I it? did. I was, yeah, I did do that. And Congratulations. And it was super easy. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I think that, so here's the, okay, so I never actually got to, yeah. The, I did notice, he just, he looked like there was, it was just shiny. You wished somebody would just like, like, <laughs> like rub it out. It was kind of distracting. And I, I, I wasn't thinking it at the time, that. but I'm like. It's something, and then after it came out, I was like, yeah, of course, that's what they, that's the only thing. When you were watching it, you, like, couldn't quite put your finger on it, and then you saw the internet memes, or you knew that, like, something, his lips looked a little shiny, and then later you saw internet memes. I don't think, I think I noticed something was off, but I didn't actually put it to the lips. Like, I wasn't thinking (laughs) that, I wasn't focused that closely on, I was more interested in what he had to say, right? Okay. So my attention was focused on the words as opposed to yeah. the, the image. But, but something, about, the, back something about the image was off. I was like, <laughs> something's not – like it was – There was it was in the back of my mind. It, it was never uh, articulated okay. in a specific way. And then afterwards, the, art, the first article that popped up on my newsfeed was uh, uh, <laughs> conservatives uh, – conservatives claim – Kennedy drooling at response. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's what it was. Too much lip gloss. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'm yes. not surprised. That's, uh, of course, that would be the, the thing that everyone wanted to talk about. Because <laughs> I, I I thought he had, you know, a very, um, <laughs> now I can't watch the speech, by the way. I can't rewatch it without just focusing on the drool. <laughs> But the first time I was listening to it, I actually listened to the words. I thought it was a very nice thing. But now, now it's the it's the thing of don't think of an elephant. What are you thinking of? The fucking elephant. Don't think of the drool. What are you thinking of? I'm thinking of the drool. Oh, <laughs> oh it's horrible. That's this is what politics so has done to us. The thing is, I'm kind of worried right now because we are actually. I think this is the time 
we're just staying apprised of, like, what's going on. And I'm not talking about, like, r- reading news from more politically or politically charged news yeah. organizations, yeah. CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. Those are politically charged, and I don't think that reading those headlines are healthy for anyone. I think they just create anxiety, fear, uh, rage, that sort of thing. I think more objective i would say like washington post new york times tend to be a little more um informative in their assessment of what's going on whatever their headlines are you know they tend to have pretty uh neutral pretty yeah in just a they don't induce an intense emotional response it's more like this is what is occurring and my recommendation would be don't don't listen to social media. Don't like think you know. Don't intake any other information from other sources other than just what you read yourself. Because if you if you see it through your own eyes and not through the lens of your political commentator, mm-hmm. then you will be an informed voter and have a a pretty objective perspective on what's going on. But as yeah. soon as you insert those like political biases, yeah. whether it was from friends or from news sources, then you're your overall information is tainted. Like, you, I don't think you have as accurate of a of a sense of because I I think that they do a good job of pointing out both sides. Like these these news organizations, these old timey news organizations, mm-hmm. have a pretty high standard for when it comes to having a fair and comprehensive um, assessment of it. So which means they they talk still, to both uh, both sides. Still adhere to the principles of what it means to have freedom journalistic of integrity just like the uh just like the mailmen uh through rain or snow or shine or whatever just like <laughs> there's a uh what's that a creed that they abide to Certainly. and there's nothing that's gonna get in between them and upholding that creed it's called journalistic integrity yes. <laughs> yeah absolutely there is it's like a doctor's creed right yeah it's uh i mean it, they, I think they do take their responsibility responsibility very seriously, and they'll they will make sure they get the fullest picture possible of a particular story. Of course, they will point out if someone is telling a factual inaccuracy, but uh, generally speaking, perspectives they allow to people to just give give their perspective in, if they are giving it truthfully and do so in in a very full light. Like, you are able to see all sides of the issue and make up your own mind mm-hmm. with as much accurate and and concise information as possible. It's remarkable that, you know, and I think that's why newspaper sales are, are going sky high. I, but then you have all of these news organizations that take those headlines and put them through the political grinder and after that, it's like you're only getting part of the facts. They're like <laughs> this. I mean, think about it. There's this full comprehensive picture, right, of what a story is. If you read it, you will understand the issue fully, all sides, and make up your own mind. If it goes through Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, you are only getting snippets. They're picking out highlights. And those highlights are induced to create, you know, whatever emotion they want their viewers to feel. And uh, and so you're only getting part of the story, and so you'll you become a less informed voter because you're focusing only on parts as opposed to the full and what things you find important. But yeah, I didn't know CNN was also. Uh, <laughs> they want views. They're uh, not. Okay. They're not. They're not. I don't. People like to call them liberal. 
I think that's absurd and asinine. They're not liberal. They're sensationalist. They're TMZ for politics. Okay. They don't have a political leaning, and I fucking hate it. At what point did when that moderate happen? Because people, I thought CNN was supposed to be like the most... Uh, trusted name in news? Yes. They were created for one event and one event only. Do you know what that event is? Uh, give me... Do you, okay, were they... What year were they created? 2001. CNN? It, it is when they took off. They, they were created for an event in 2001. Oh. September 11th? Exactly. That is the only time that a 24-hour, seven-day news channel is needed for a world-changing event. If we were to have nuclear war, like, that would be a 9-11. Like, a world-changing event. That is what a 24-7 news cave... Aside from that, there's... Wait, they became 24-hour news in 2001? No, no, they were always. Like, they they had existed... uh, a couple of years prior to that, I think 1999, I'm not too clear oh, on that. Oh, okay, but then finally, okay, so they had existed, but then finally you have this event where, where this news channel was already doing the things that a news channel should do to cover this type of event, and everyone else, like, played catch-up in terms of, like, how do we do this, what's the best way to present this information, yes. what do we need to do, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Very so, interesting. Yeah, um, but aside from that, like... It's just there's not there. It is not meant for that. And unfortunately, po- like politics, the news business, as opposed to being the the just re- trying to report things, right? Mm-hmm. It's about generating revenue because there are so many media outlets. They're all competing for the same pie, which hasn't really expanded too much. And now there's more and more people taking chunks out of that pie. So you want the most eyes? How do you get the most eyes? Make shit up. Human psychology. You, you pull on people's emotions. When you make people feel something, you get them, you get an investment, and you get return and mm-hmm. growth and all that. So you're trying to capture an audience. And so now it's become a marketing thing as opposed to a news thing. Wow. It's, it's, it's all manipulating the human psyche for the ad revenue. It all comes down to the ad revenue. Speaking of revenue and growth, I believe uh, Facebook recorded, reported, I should say, I think it was like 12 or $13 billion in profit for the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, however, they were down uh, uh, um, like interaction time from people. Okay. A bit. And that's worried investors since that came out. Um, they were just talking about that. I had read an article that, yeah, apparently people are turning off Facebook a little bit more. Not significantly, but enough that it's not growing, right? And so investors are like, did you reach your peak? In which case, has the company reached its threshold as well? Have you gotten sort of maximum outcome or can you go higher? And now it's going down. So, you know, I think uh, that's kind of... Facebook Facebook isn't too concerned because Mark Zuckerberg is weird, dude. Like, his his thing is his response to the decline in minutes of, of interaction from quarter three to quarter four was that was what we were intending all along. We don't want people to be online as more, so we're prioritizing stories so they have to search less. Yes. And yeah. so for him, it's all about the optimization 
of Facebook and saying you don't need to be wasting time on on Facebook. Like we want to just make it the most efficient, effective thing. Like look at it and you get what you need and you don't need to spend any more time than possible. So I don't know. You got the that. But on the other hand, that wouldn't make ad people happy because that's less time for them potential to come across your ads, which is such an antiquated view, by the way. I was just thinking about this, that advertisements, like how many people are influenced by advertisements? Everybody. How many times do you think, how many, how often do you feel that you don't have enough? Never. So I, I, like, I'm weird though. Like I, I maybe, but so like I feel every content ad, with what I have. Every, every, it's all about making you making you believe that what you have isn't good enough and that you need more. Yeah. But for me, I don't know, I'm not affected by that. Like I don't I don't buy into that. I don't either. Yeah, and I'm wondering how many people buy into that. I don't know. Like you don't buy into that. I don't really buy it. Like we're content, but do you think a lot of people buy into that? Uh yeah, all the people that went out and got the fucking iPhone X when it came out. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. That's kind of bullshit. That's kind of culty. That's weird. I really enjoy. It gives me satisfaction using something until its function can no longer be utilized. For example, these shoes. Look at these shoes. I've had these shoes for six and a half years now. You can start to see it's tearing here. Look at on the sides of the of my Sperry's, there's holes on the side, but it's not on the bottom, so it's still okay. I would like to buy a new pair maybe for the spring or summer, but they still serve a purpose of protecting my feet when I'm walking around. My phone, I was just thinking, my mom the other day was like, do you need, do you need to buy a new phone? I was like, uh, I can still go with my five. I mean, it lags and it... It's kind of like sometimes the apps shut down automatically, randomly, you know. Um, but it still makes phone calls and sends text messages. You know what I'm saying? It's still good. I love just like utilizing everything. God, we are such hobos. I mean, I'm. My, these are my nice shoes, the my running shoes, which I te- I don't I only wear to run, but so they don't have as much wear. But you've seen my blue ones that are just. But there is a fine line that are near where that. you need to just exactly. step up and yeah. get a new something new. Like exactly. there was this frying pan that I always use at my house, and the handle's loose, and you kind of have to like it, it's kind of fucked up. And then for, as like I don't, it was like a joke, but also like serious. My mom got me a new Calphalon skillet. Wow, dude, that is another game changer. Wow, dude, Teflon, it makes yeah. cooking so much easier. Yes. Oh man, I just yes. love using that yes. thing. Yeah. And again, with like with the headphones, I, I wouldn't even. Think I had about busted that. headphones. Yeah. They weren't kind of where it was like you could still be using, but yeah. I just happened to have a, this new pair. Just use it, and wow, so and much see, better. And and I think there is a balance between you know certain things can sort of wear and tear, but there are certain things that can truly make your life more convenient. Yes. Like, a new pair of shoes aren't going to make my life more convenient. They might look nicer, mm-hmm. but these feel the same as a new pair of shoes, right? Yeah. Even if it has a hole or two in it, my feet don't know the difference. Yeah. Like, this, it's aesthetic, but I don't really care about aesthetics. Yeah. You know, I like, people aren't going to be looking at my shoes all the time. Um, but there are things like wireless headphones, a smartphone, yeah. A Fitbit watch, like I mean, just little things that can that can genuinely change your behavior in a way that really improve your life. Um, 
you know, for somebody who sort of wants to keep track of like what they do during the day, yeah. you know, how, how they spend their time and energy and efficiency and just getting around little things like not, if you not, not having your headphones pull out of your phone anymore, like <laughs> it's huge. Like yeah. being able to leave your phone here and walk across the room. Like a small one-time investment goes, goes a long way, a long little way. things like that. And they don't have to be like super nice either. I think. You know, I don't know how much my sister paid for these. They were a gift, but, like, you know, they're, it's affordable, right? Yeah, and, for sure. And it can, it's, it can make a substantial change in your life. So. For sure, for sure, for sure. Technology. I love it. But what? No, you go. Oh, I, well, I was, I was going to say, just before we leave politics, just stay informed because we're in a very scary place right now. And... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, shit's going to get weird in the next couple of weeks, I have a feeling. Robert Mueller is nearing his investigation end, probably in the next couple of months. I saw Trump this. Trump is starting to panic. Like, I saw we this could thing be in a constitutional said, crisis. I saw this thing, and it says, like, uh, on this headline. I, you know when you go on Google, it's got, like, headlines for the day? On there, it was, like, uh, it said, like, if Trump versus the FBI, like, he will lose. Like, we'll fucking always lose going against the FBI. Is what yeah, it said. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I started to read it, and then I was like, "Eh, Ricks will just fill me in." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Trump uh, and Republicans right now are uh, trying to discredit the FBI because of the because of the Russia investigation. They're trying to basically end it, and. It's be, it is it is not looking good. The the there looks to be clear collusion and some pretty nasty shit that took place, and Trump could be directly involved. It is looking very possible that he. Uh, it's looking almost positive right now. Like he tried to obstruct justice. Mm-hmm. Like he had the intent of ending and in, 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 like obstructing justice, like which is a crime. Yeah. Um, so, if anything comes of that, I don't know. Right now, it's become a politics thing, which is so fucking stupid, but really, what else is going to happen? But Republicans are defending him to the hilt. Like, they're, they are trying to discredit the FBI so that when Mueller comes out with his findings that, in fact, Trump himself was involved in some pretty bad shit, that they'll say it's all politics and nothing matters. Even though that will have been probably the worst thing to happen since Watergate. I mean, it's about of equal proportion to that, like objectively speaking. Mm-hmm. But it's been it's being framed with the primarily the news media, I think, is leading the the whole um, conservative media is really making it a politics thing where thirty percent thirty five percent of the country, now believe that the FBI is is a corrupt insti- and politically motivated institution, that they are not neutral arbiters, and it's wow. growing. It's growing from thirty five as well, as it as it seeps out because conservative media has a has this brilliant strategy. John John Stewart of the Daily Show used to do a really good job of pointing out just how effective Fox News and other conservative media sources were in spinning a narrative and then seeping it out into mainstream media. So you'd get the whole conservative sphere on the same talking points, and then they would go out into the rest of the world and say, hey, hey, like, 
this is equal, and all these other news organizations give them equal response time, so suddenly it becomes, you know, the truth and the counter-narrative, like the alternative reality. And there's truth that's given equal weight to alternative truth. And it's fascinating to watch. Okay. And it's only escalated. Um, so it's really, it's we're in a scary place right now because as that 35% continues to grow in their distrust of the FBI, especially with this, what's called the Nunez memo that's coming out, uh, I don't know if you've heard of any of that. People will be talking about a memo uh, for the next But that's meant to continue this narrative that the FBI are, are untrustworthy and grow that 35 to hopefully they can get it to around 50%. If they can get it to around 50%, they can fire Mueller and end the Russian investigation regardless of Russian interference. Because okay. the goal is to figure out how Russia interfered in our election and to prevent it from happening again. They want to end that so that nothing will happen and Russia will continue to support the Republican Party as they run for re-election. Right. So, yeah, it's a politics thing, I guess. Very interesting. But, yeah, so just stay informed, you know. Read a newspaper every once in a while. <laughs> Newspapers? What are those? I don't know. Things that you poop on? I know. All right, well, that concludes this episode of Quite an, quite an episode. Good sign off. <laughs> glad you glad you were thinking while I was away.